Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And on today's show, it is time to pass out some Tennessee Titans 2021 season awards. Who was the Titans MVP in 2021, Defensive Player of the Year, their Rookies of the Year on both sides of the ball. Not only that, but we're going to do some additional awards as well. The breakout star for the Titans on both sides of the ball. Who were some of the biggest disappointments? Who were some of the biggest surprises for the Titans? So a lot to discuss there. Before we get into those awards, though, we saw two of the most important figures in Tennessee Titans history get big contract extensions earlier this week. Titans head coach Mike Vrabel and Titans general manager John Robinson. I'll go over all of the success that they have brought to the Tennessee Titans and why those contract extensions were incredibly well-deserved. So all of that on a Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we are going to do some season awards for the Tennessee Titans, but we're also going to discuss the contract extensions for head coach Mike Vrabel and GM John Robinson. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's show is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first Tank. Also, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Make sure you check out the Locked On Titans YouTube channel as well. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Also, throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. Greatly appreciate it. Also, check me out on social media on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out the Facebook page at Locked On Titans Pod. I am the only Tennessee Titans content creator that is going to be giving you daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. So make sure that you stay locked in to the Locked On Titans podcast. But let's dive into these contract extensions. So I know there is a crazy wild portion of the fan base that is unhappy with John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, but I think you guys are lunatics to put it as politely as I possibly can. These extensions are incredibly well-deserved. We don't know the exact figures. We don't know the exact years, but it doesn't matter. All that we do know is John Robinson will be leading this team for many more years to come, and Mike Vrabel will be the head coach to help him with doing it. I mean, look at Mike Vrabel since he took over in 2018. Coming off... Firing Mike Malarkey, who got the team's first playoff win in over a decade, that's a tough spot to go into. Vrabel doesn't make the playoffs in his first year in 2018, going 9-7, and but does make it in 2019, going 9-7, and going all the way to an AFC championship game. The first time that's happened for the Titans in nearly two decades. Then you follow that up by winning the division for the first time in over a decade at 11-5 and five in 2020. Then you follow that up by getting the number one seed in the AFC, winning the division again back-to-back years with a 12-5 and five season in 2021. I mean, Vrabel's 2-3 and three in the playoffs, yes, but we're talking about four winning seasons in a row. And 
When you just look at this season that just happened, 91 players on the roster. I mean, the Titans set a record with players on the roster. They lost Derrick Henry for half of the season. A.J. Brown was out a ton of the season. Uh, Bud Dupree, the big free agent signing, did not play the entire season. There were so many injuries, so much upheaval. Lost Arthur Smith as your offensive coordinator. After 2018, you lose Matt LaFleur. So shuffling coordinators in and out. Dean Pease goes and retires. Doesn't come back when he's offered, uh, offered an opportunity to get back in the organization. There's been a ton of turnover for Mike Vrabel, all of the injuries with the roster, but he continues to put the team out there with a chance to win. They always have a good game plan. They're always ready to play unless they're playing the worst teams in the NFL, and then for some reason, the Titans are never ready to go. But in all these big games that the Titans have played against the darling teams in the NFL, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Ravens, they, the Rams, for example, this year, the Titans always come out ready to play and are ready to step up and take their level of play to meet whatever team they are going against. And that's coaching. The Titans have a culture, and a lot of that has to do with Mike Vrabel and what he's done. So completely well-deserved. Mike Vrabel is one of the top eight coaches in the NFL, in my opinion. A great contract extension. Happy for that. But at the end of the day, J-Rob the GOAT. This franchise was floundering. This franchise was drowning with a 2-14 and season, a 3-13 and season, and here comes John Robinson. 9-7, and 9-7, 9-7, 9-7, 11-5, 12-5, 3-4 in the playoffs. Winning record six years in a row. He's already probably the second best general manager in the history of the team. If he can get this team to a Super Bowl appearance, he'll be the best. He'll be the best. And I mean, yeah, J-Rob has his misses. The Isaiah Wilsons, the Kevin Dodds, uh, the Vic Beasleys, the Jadavian Clownies. Yeah, he's got his misses, just like every other GM in the league. But who has this many hits? Kevin Byard, third round. Amani Hooker, fourth round. Christian Fulton, second round. David Long, sixth round. Dan Crookshank, fifth round. Elijah Molden, third round. Jayon Brown, fifth round. Jeffrey Simmons, taking a risk on him as a first rounder. Harold Landry in the second. The guy just had 12 sacks, folks. Even undrafted free agents like Tyer Tart, Naquan Jones, who played a valuable role for the Titans. Aaron Brewer is a depth offensive, uh, interior offensive lineman. You look at Nate Davis as a third-round pick. A.J. Brown as a second-round pick. Derrick Henry as a second-round pick. Then, look at the moves he's made otherwise. Free agency. Autry. Saffold. Picked up Zach Cunningham on waivers. Ben Jones has been a rock-solid stud for the Titans at center. He made the trade with Dennis Kelly. Do you remember when John Robinson traded DGB for Dennis Kelly? And Dennis Kelly turned into... A great right tackle for the Titans in 2020? I mean, nuts. Not to mention the final two moves. Trading for Ryan Tannehill. Getting the Dolphins to pay his salary while he led the Titans to an AFC championship game. And then, back to the other guy who just got an extension. Firing Mike Malarkey after the first playoff win for the franchise in over a decade. That takes onions. And finding Mike Vrabel. And hiring Mike Vrabel. I mean, there's a reason that J-Rob to go is a saying. Yeah, it's not perfect, but my God. Both of these guys are top 
quarter, top 25% at their spots in the entire NFL. Thank you so much for John Robinson and Mike Vrabel turning this franchise into a winning organization. And to top it all off, the real thanks and the real appreciation goes to mom herself, Amy Adams Strunk. What a freaking rock star. What a super girl. Saved this franchise. The jerseys, the draft, the facilities. Amy Adams Strunk saved this franchise and saved all of us by putting these guys in power, by empowering them to do their job. This is, is, yes, the season didn't end the way that we all wanted, but it's an incredible time for the Tennessee Titans franchise. And all the things goes to the Holy Trinity. I mean, they're basically like the DC Trinity. You got Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman in there. Mike Vrabel's Batman, J-Rob's Superman, Wonder Woman is Amy Adams Strunk. We owe them a ton for the product that we've gotten from the Titans for the last six seasons, and especially the last three seasons with Ryan Tannehill at the helm. So, incredibly well-deserved extensions there. Now, it is time to get into some season awards, and I'm very excited to go through this. I can't wait to hear what your guys' picks for some of these season awards are as well. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys a little more about today's title sponsor, Get Upside. Any Titans fan who buys gas has to know about this incredible app. Again, it's called Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas Every time they fill up, all you have to do is download the free, that's right, it's free, Get Upside app. It's in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN when you sign up and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump ever again. Get cash back using Get Upside. Download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot get up to two. $300 a year in cash back. And here's the thing, there's no catch. The cash back goes right to your GetUpside account and you can cash out at any time directly to a bank account, PayPal, or to an e-gift card like for Amazon or other brands. So just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. Titans fans, let's continue this Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Just opened the show talking about contract extensions for Mike Vrabel and John Robinson. Well deserved there. Now, it is time to have some fun. Get into some Tennessee Titans 2021 season awards. Very excited to talk about all of this with you guys. To start, I got to thank you for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. It is greatly appreciated. I thank you guys for all of the support. But diving in here. MVP. It's a big one. A.J. Brown. That's my answer. A.J. Brown is the Tennessee Titans MVP for the 2021 season. And here's my thought process. Yes, the defense was good. The defense was very good, but they were good as a unit. The Titans' offense, without Derrick Henry, while diminished, was still functional, as long as A.J. Brown 
was out on the field. A.J. Brown is the key. The Titans can be explosive in the run game because of their scheme, their offensive line, and Derrick Henry. But without A.J. Brown, this offense just withers away. I mean, the Titans averaged 27 points per game in the 12 full games that A.J. played this year. In those 12 full games that A.J. played in, the Titans went 10-2. and Okay? A.J. Brown had 63 catches, 869 yards, and five touchdowns. Statistically, a down year, but I agree with A.J. Brown. He said on Twitter, this was my best season to date because of all the adversity I went through, and I agree with him. I mean, look at the big games this year. A.J. Brown against Kansas City, eight catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Indianapolis in week eight, 10 catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. San Francisco, upon his return, when the Titans were down 10 to nothing at halftime, 11 catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. In the playoff game, the biggest moment of the season, A.J. Brown stepped up, five catches, 142 yards, and an insane left-handed one-hander on the sideline back shoulder catch for a touchdown. A.J. Brown is what makes this offense special. We learned that this year. Derrick Henry's great, but the real MVP for the Titans is A.J. Brown. Again, put your MVP down in the comments or tag me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Let me know how you feel about that selection. Now, Defensive Player of the Year. Got to go with the Mayor of Murfreesboro, my favorite Tennessee Titan of all time, Kevin Byard. He was an All-Pro, first-team All-Pro for the second time in his career. A Pro Bowler, again, 88 tackles on the year for the Titans. He had a sack. He had a tackle for loss. He had two forced fumbles. And again, in big moments, in big games, he makes these plays. Had a fumble recovery, which he took to the house. 13 pass breakups, five interceptions, two touchdowns. I mean, the interception against the Colts in overtime. The interception against Buffalo to turn the tide in that game early. The pick six against the Rams. The fumble, reco- or the fumble recovery ran for a touchdown to open the game against Jacksonville. I mean, Kevin Byard made game-changing plays to force turnovers in big moments all year long. You could count on him all year long. He is the Tennessee Titans Defensive Player of the Year. Moving to the rookies. It kind of got tough for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, I'm not going to give the award to anybody. Quite frankly, no one deserved it. I mean, Torrey Carter at fullback. Didn't really get his shot until later in the year, and then he got hurt. Everybody knows I'm high on Torrey Carter, but I can't give him Offensive Rookie of the Year. Dylan Radins? Barely played. And the Titans did everything they could to make sure he didn't play. Now, he stepped up big at points and times during the season, especially when he had to slide in and start at left tackle. But, I mean, that's not worthy of an award, right? I sure as heck ain't giving it to Des Fitzpatrick or Racy McMath. So, I'm not giving out an Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Nobody deserves it. I mean, there's just no one who deserves it. There's no other way around it. Nobody gets that award. Um, moving to the defensive side of the ball, though, and there is a clear winner for Defensive Rookie of the Year. The guy who I predicted would have the most impactful rookie season for the Titans before the season started. Elijah Molden, at cornerback. 
62 tackles. One of the tackle leaders on the team. Three tackles for loss. Had a forced fumble. Had a fumble recovery. Four pass breakups. Interception and a touchdown. That play to get that pick six on the goal line against the Colts in week eight was huge. Just huge. So Elijah Molden by far the defensive rookie of the year for the Tennessee Titans. Really loved everything that he brought to the table this year. Uh, Really happy with Elijah Molden and what he can be going forward. Now, I always think he's going to be a role player as that physical slot guy, but he's only going up from here, and if this is his baseline where he's starting from, going to have a a really solid foundation at cornerback for the Titans for years to come with him and Christian Fulton. We're going to mention Christian Fulton a little bit later in the show. But speaking of that, we are going to move forward to uh, breakout candidates on offense and defense, people who I would call the breakout star of the year. Going to talk about disappointments on offense and defense. Going to talk surprises on offense and defenses as well. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. We are here to the big game, and Bet Online is the best place to go to place all your wagers. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, all your latest news, and it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college basketball, NHL, boxing, UFC. They give you live, real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers in 2022. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's cap off this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, doing some... Uh, John Robinson, Mike Vrabel, contract extension talk to start. Moved into my awards for the season. MVP, A.J. Brown, DPOY, Kevin Byard, Offensive Rookie of the Year, no one. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Elijah Mole. Now I want to kind of talk about some more off-the-beaten-path superlatives, if you will, to end the show before we get into those. Do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen. Every day, do want to let you guys know that it is Super Week and it's brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than on the Locked On NFL podcast. I also do the Locked On NFL National Show on Thursdays today. You guys should go check out that show, Locked On NFL YouTube channel, Locked On NFL podcast on whatever platform you do stream, uh, talk some coaching, hires and fires, talk Super Bowl predictions, talk Prop bets that I'm very interested in. It was a great show. Me and Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals do the hosting there. Also, make sure you check out check out Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams. Those shows are in LA on site covering the big game. So make sure you check those out. But going into these other superlatives, if you will, breakout player. On the offensive side of the ball, for me, it was an easy answer, and it's Deonta Foreman. Had 133 carries, 566 yards, three touchdowns, caught nine passes for 123 yards. I mean, when things were bleak for the Titans, Foreman really stepped up and gave them kind of a Derrick Henry light in the backfield, and Foreman was the better running back in the playoff game as well. I think it's obvious now that Foreman deserves to be In the NFL, and I think the Titans really got to find a way to get him back. One, 
not only just in case Derrick Henry were to get hurt again, unfortunately, the history here would tell us that as a, a running back who's got a ton of tread on his tires and who's getting older, he might deal with some more injuries. So you got to have that fallback plan with Foreman. But also, just to split carries with Derrick Henry. I, I think that's important going forward as part of that injury management and that load management for Derrick Henry. The Titans can't come out in 2022 and give Derrick Henry the same workload that they did the first half of the season in 2021. You have to have Foreman in there to balance that out. He was the breakout offensive player for the Titans in 2021. He came off his couch and turned into Derrick Henry, basically. So, uh, really appreciate what Foreman was able to do. The Titans got to find a way to get him back. Either way, he's going to be in the NFL next year, and he deserves it. On defense... The breakout candidate for me was Harold Landry. 75 tackles, 12 sacks, 22 quarterback hits, 14 tackles for loss, also one forced fumble. Yes, Harold Landry is not one of those top-tier edge rushers like Crosby and Garrett and Watt and the Bosas who are just going to line up one-on-one and win consistently all game long. But within the Titans' scheme, Dropping back as a second-level off-ball linebacker. Dropping back into coverage. Utilized on those twists and those stunts up front. Straight rushes as well. Harold Landry proved to be one of the key components of this team, and he is going to be rewarded handsomely with a new contract from the Tennessee Titans. I truly do believe that. So breakout player on offensive defense, Deonta Foreman, and then Harold Landry. Now, I don't want to finish on a bad note, So we're going to go to my disappointments on offense and defense. I have two of each, and then we'll cap off with my biggest surprises on offense and defense. So as for the disappointments on offense, I'm going to count down to three, and you guys say the first name. One, two, three. Julio Jones. There's no way around it. Now, I think that Julio stepped up in the game that the Titans needed him. He went for over 60 yards in the playoffs, and if not for Ryan Tannehill and Todd Downing tanking the team, The Julio Jones trade is like, dang, Julio stepped up in a big moment. He's healthy going into the next game of the playoffs. The trade must have been worth it. It could have been. But even if that happened, there's no way around it. Julio Jones' regular season was a disappointment. He only played in 10 games out of 17, had 31 catches, 434 yards, and one touchdown. If I would have told you guys that Nick Westbrook Aquina would have had a better season statistically than Julio Jones, there's no way that we can fabricate that into into anything other than a disappointment. There's no way around it. So, Julio. My second disappointment, though, is Anthony Ferkser. Everybody thought Ferkser would take a big step, whether it be in the Titans fan base, whether it be in the fantasy community. He's going to have more opportunities this year with Jonu Smith out of the picture. The Titans know what he can do. He's another year into his NFL career, but he had some drops. This season that were uncharacteristic, I think about that drop pass against the New York Jets. The Titans would have won that game if Ferkser doesn't drop that great throw by Ryan Tannehill. Ferkser had 34 catches, 291 yards, two touchdowns, played in 15 games. He played in 16 games in 2021, or 2020, he had 39 catches, five more. 387 yards, a lot more, almost 100 more, and one touchdown. So he got more opportunities had a bigger role, didn't improve as a blocker, and didn't improve statistically. It was a disappointment year for Anthony Ferkser. No way around it. So, on defense, I know that 
we'll talk about force multiplication all day long. And you know what? It's right. This player did make the Titans' defense better. But when you give a guy $35 million over two years, you pay $16.5 million for a season, the highest paid defensive player on your team, you give big money to a free agent, you're going to need more than what the Titans got from Bud Dupree. Three sacks? 13 tackles? 13 tackles? Eight quarterback hits, two tackles for loss, one forced fumble, only played in 11 games and was on a reduced snap count, limited snap count for most of those games, left early in some of those games. Bud Dupree was not worth the money. And when you look at something like what Trey Hendrickson is doing, Hassan Riddick, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult to call Bud Dupree season anything other than a disappointment. Yes, again, I know and acknowledge and agree that he makes the defense better with his presence. But if you pay $450,000 for a house, you're not going to say that putting a tree in the front yard is what makes the house worth it. Okay? Bud Dupree is the expensive house. He can't be the tree in the front yard that makes it look nice. And Bud Dupree was the tree in the front yard that makes the $450,000 house look better. He is an enhancer. But you don't pay $450,000 for the tree. You pay it for the house. You need the house, the bones, the inside of the house to be great and be worth the money. So while Bud Dupree was the tree in the front yard that made the whole property look nice, you need more for the money that he was paid. Bud Dupree needs to be the house, not the tree. Okay? He needs to be the product, not the cosmetic. All right? And Bud Dupree just wasn't that. So he's my number one disappointment on defense. The second one is Rashawn Evans. His career with the Titans is over. We all knew that. He did have 57 tackles, three tackles for loss, one fumble, a uh, forced fumble, one fumble recovery, two interceptions. But by the end of the season, Rashawn Evans was a healthy scratch. Healthy, but just not on the game day roster. As a guy who was in a contract year, that's a disappointment. No way around it. And for a former first-round pick, I'll just say his entire career with the Titans was a disappointment. I will never forget him missing that tackle on Patrick Mahomes on the sideline in 2019. Titans go to the Super Bowl and maybe win if that doesn't happen. They do win. The Titans would have beat San Francisco. <gasps> I'll never get over that. Damn you, Rashawn. Uh, moving forward, though, like I said, I want to end the episode on a high note. The biggest surprises of the season on both sides of the ball. So on offense, for me, it's got to be Nick Westbrook-Akina. I mean, I think that he's in a role right now that he shouldn't be in long-term. He can't be the Titans' third wide receiver. He can't be the Titans' number two wide receiver. That's insanity, okay? But as a number four wide receiver, a number five wide receiver who could kind of play as a pseudo tight end, the Titans could come out in three wide receiver packages with Nick Westbrook-Akina as a third wide receiver, motion him into the formation, have him act as a second tight end so the Titans can get a numbers advantage in the run game. 
I love that role for Nick Westbrook Akina, and he's proven that he can do well in that role. He was just asked to do way too much this year. He's not a good contested catch guy down the field. He's not a good yards after the catch guy. He's not a great route runner. He doesn't have, you know, great ability with the ball in his hands. He's just a solid role player, but he was asked to do a lot. I mean, he was the second leading receiver on the team. 38 catches, 476 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, like I said, he surpassed Julio Jones in statistical production. He was reliable. He was out there. He played on special teams as well. So biggest surprise for me was Nick Westbrook-Akina being placed in a role that he shouldn't have been placed in, but still performing pretty well. My second surprise is Ben Jones at center. I mean, there was some talk that Ben Jones might retire after this season. He was the seventh best uh, offensive grade with centers in the NFL per pro football focus, had the sixth best run blocking grade, including the playoffs, as a center per pro football focus, 15th best pass blocking grade among centers per pro football focus. So he was one of the better centers in the NFL, a top 10 center in the NFL this year as a guy who some people thought might retire. Ben Jones is just a, a, a consummate professional, a stalwart for the Titans, and they have to find a way to get him back on defense. Danico Autry is the obvious answer here. What a great free agent signing by John Robinson. 31 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, 18 quarterback hits, 9 sacks, 6 passes defended as well, knocking down passes at the line of scrimmage. A big part of Danico Autry's game. So... Autry was a little bit of a role player, but he played defensive end in a four-man front. He slid inside to rush from the interior and sub-package. I mean, just an incredible, incredible surprise to get as much out of Autry as the Titans got. And then the last one, Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton missed most of his rookie season with injuries. Yeah, there were high hopes that he could play well, but nobody thought that Fulton would come out and turn into a number one cornerback for the Titans. 40 tackles, two interceptions, 14 pass breakups, only allowed 48% completion percentage when thrown his direction, only allowed 30 catches out of 62 targets for 444 yards and two touchdowns, and 103 of the 444 yards came against Debo Samuel. So literally a fourth of the yards that he allowed in the season came in one game, just one bad game where he fell down three times. I mean, Fulton was an absolute stud this year, and it was a surprise to anybody who wasn't being ridiculous because that rookie season was so maligned by injuries. So that is my 2021 Tennessee Titans season awards. A.J. Brown is the MVP. Kevin Byard is the Defensive Player of the Year. No Offensive Rookie of the Year because none of them deserved it. Defensive Rookie of the Year was Elijah Molden. Breakout Offensive Player was Deonta Foreman. Breakout Defensive Player was Harold Landry. Disappointments on offense, Julio and Anthony Ferkser. Disappointments on defense, Bud Dupree and Rashawn Evans. Surprises on offense, Nick Westbrook-Akina and Ben Jones. Surprises on defense, Danico Autry and Christian Fulton. An excellent episode. We are crushing it here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Tomorrow, I am going to be back with a Tim Kelly full breakdown. We're going to talk background and history. We're going to talk pros. We're going to talk cons. Very excited to get into the Titans' new passing game coordinator and shadow offensive coordinator. So going to talk about that. And then I'll have a bonus episode for you guys coming out on either Friday evening or Saturday morning to give you that fifth episode. Appreciate all the support I've gotten everybody. I told everybody about the move and everything I had going on. So appreciate all the support while I dealt with some personal, uh, 
I don't want to call them issues because everybody has to move, but just some personal uh, struggles, I guess, to get through moving because everybody knows that moving sucks. But that is going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.